our digestive system has to work to digest that food. And if you're, if you're not getting enough blood flow and enough uh, function to that digestive tract, you can actually impede digestion. And so, you know, you hear the saying, you are what you eat, but it's really, you are what you absorb. You are what you digest. You're listening to the High Performance Health Podcast, helping you optimize your health, performance, and longevity. My name is Angela Foster, and I'm a former corporate lawyer and high performance health coach. Each week, I bring you cutting edge biohacks, inspiring insights, and high performance habits to unlock optimal health, performance, and longevity. So excited that you've chosen to join me today. Now let's dive in. Hi friends, in today's podcast, I am joined by Dr. JC Fulker, who is a functional medicine expert and doctor of chiropractic. He's not just a guru in gut health, peptides and hormones, he's also a seasoned pro working with athletes and fitness enthusiasts. And in this episode, we talk about how intense exercise affects our gut, why blood flow to our muscles might be robbing our digestive system and the impact of artificial sweeteners on our health. We also unravel the mysteries of hormonal imbalances, insulin resistance, micronutrient insufficiencies, and how to optimize your protocol for higher energy, health, and longevity. You'll also learn about some advanced strategies for health and longevity, including NAD and the use of peptides for metabolic health and hormonal harmony. So without further delay, let me introduce you to Dr. JC Folker. JC, this has been a long time coming, I think. I think we've tried to do this a few times. I think it's mostly down to me. So um, <laughs> I'm grateful for your patience here. Um, Welcome to the show. I'm really excited to dive into all things health today. Yeah, I'm honored to to be on your show. Thank you for having me. I'm glad we got this to finally work out for both of our schedules. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've been really, really looking forward to it. Um, so we were just talking offline um, and we, we were chatting about the fact that many, uh, certainly many of my listeners are keen exercisers. And I think you raised something really important that kind of was a flag to me as someone who's super keen on exercise as well, mm -hmm. is that when we are working out a lot, um, as healthy as that may be for our body and improving insulin resistance, all the, all the things, bone density, strength, everything that we talk right. about on the show, you also mentioned that it is kind of like diverting blood away to the muscles um, and away from the gut. And I know that the gut is an area you specialize in. I'd right. love to dive into that. We've not really had anyone speak about how much we need to be oh, thinking cool. about gut health, particularly if we're keen on exercise. Um, yeah. Can you elaborate? I'd love to. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of people, um, even patients I talk to that come in that have, we call it like, you know, gut issues. It doesn't mean that there's, it doesn't, most of the time, it doesn't mean there's an like, actual digestive symptom. Like people, when you, when you say, oh, I have a gut problem, like, oh, they think, Gassy, the gassiness, bloating, indigestion, diarrhea, constipation. Of course, those are obvious symptoms that there's something potentially wrong with the gut. However, when when we exercise a lot, I'm 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 an exercise fanatic myself. I you know like to just push push hard, push hard, and uh, and after years of practicing and working with individuals that are like professional athletes, super world class level endurance athletes, CrossFitters, you name it, and just and, and also people that like teach classes at the gym i oftentimes will see these individuals coming in and having symptoms of of fatigue achy joints brain fog and and some digestive issues and a lot of this is because when they're exercising so much and so frequently and so often you are like you said putting a lot of emphasis and priority on blood flow of nutrients to the muscles for recovery for function for just pushing your body and you're kind of after a while robbing peter to pay paul so you're kind of like compromising that that very important blood flow to the gut because guess what 
happens when we eat food? Well, our digestive system has to work to digest that food. And if you're, if you're not getting enough blood flow and enough uh, function to that digestive tract, you can actually impede digestion. And so I always often say you are not, it's, you know, you hear the saying you are what you eat, but it's really, you are what you absorb. You are what mm. you digest. So if you're, if you're number one, focusing on eating great, a great, healthy, nutritious diet, but you're training and working out so hard, which is good, but it can get to a point where like you're compromising your, your optimal ability to digest your meals and you can start to get undigested food going through the gut, which can cause things like leaky gut, malabsorption. And, um, and so that's why we really, I try to teach patients how to focus and emphasize on really prioritizing overall digestion and function of the gut uh, health. And, but yeah, I, I just wanted to share that because I, you know, you see people fit lean in shape, muscular, able to do all these things. Um, but, but if they're not prioritizing gut health, they can and will oftentimes develop gut related issues. And that could be things like IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome. It can, it can later develop into IBD, you know, uh, basically like digestive diseases, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis. I can't tell you how many times I've seen patients come in that were diagnosed with ulcerative colitis that were, I look back, they were like very high level athletes, collegiate athletes, marathon runners, or, you know, uh, they did triathlons or they, or they were, they were bodybuilders or things like that because of just all of the constant, uh, you know, focus they put on their, on their musculoskeletal system. So does that make Thank sense? You. Yeah, it yeah. makes total sense. But I guess one of my questions would be for people who are really keen on exercise um, and they're doing like particularly like let's say endurance style events, sometimes people are using gels and things like that. It can cause yeah. a lot of gut irritation. But then also people who are working out, you know, we all know, particularly as we're aging, that we want to get more protein on board, right? And we're very conscious Absolutely. of that. And yeah. it can be very, very difficult to, you know, there's only, I know, I know the classic bodybuilder's diet is chicken, rice, and broccoli. Yes. It's yes. really difficult over time, right? To just how much yep. chicken you're going to munch your way through or yep. ground turkey or something like that. And so people then turn to things like whey isolate, which is great, super bioavailable. But I think the issue um, for some people is they might be taking using protein shakes and things uh, that have a different sweetness in. And this seems a really controversial area at the moment, because when I look into the scientific literature, we'll see studies that say, sucralose is really bad which is in many foods particularly in the us right in processed foods and protein bars and um powders uh splendor i think people are adding it isn't that it's splendor is sucralose and then yep. i i see reports that this may change the way we metabolize things like glucose yep. it may alter the gut microbiome it seems to be potentially genotoxic and yet it seems so so non-threatening in terms of what it's derived from right because it comes right. from sucrose but it sort of turns into another compound and i guess what what are your thoughts around this because then there's other camps of people saying no actually you know sweeteners are not so bad and i think most of us know yes monk fruit stevia are probably better right. options inulin but wh where have you arrived at yeah, in oh, terms of these I'll artificial sweeteners we can talk about this for the whole time. <laughs> so, so, so there's a lot of categories when it comes to uh, uh, like sweeteners. There's, there's, there's really more, I guess, uh, artificial sweeteners that are really more just chemicals made in the lab. And then you have the ones that are like more, just far more benign, like your stevia and your monk fruit, which I, which I use. Um, and I'll tell you what, I, I'll just tell you, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of patients that have come in that have complained of things like 
like headaches, uh, brain fog, you know, all, all, you know, joint pain, um, depression. I mean, it goes on and on. And the first thing we, I always try to do is like find out what they're doing, what their diet consists of. And a, a lot of times it's, it's, they're, they're, they're drinking drinks that have artificial sweeteners, aspartame and all these different things. And, and those are not everyone is going to react to and respond to them the same. There's, there's a dose dependent factor, right? Some people are taking it a lot more. Some people are taking it like gallons and gallons day after day of this stuff. But when I found when I would have them remove those things, these people would almost always improve. Like those symptoms would go away. So that, so they're there and you have to take into, uh, into account like these studies, oftentimes that say, Oh, it's, there's no big deal. You know, you know, drinking, you know, diet soda or whatever. Um, they're, they're oftentimes funded by those companies that make those products. Um, and so they know that the, the science knows that like when, when these things are kind of warmed up or heated up and not that we're heating up drinks, but when there's, when you store these things in these warehouses, they do get warm and they break down into, uh, into compounds that are not ideal for human consumption. But then, you know, then you, they get moved into the grocery stores and then people buy these things and drink them. So it, I have seen firsthand adverse uh, reactions to people and it doesn't happen right away. It probably doesn't happen if you're drinking it once or, you know, once a day here and there, but it's the people that I think that are more sensitive because then you have to take into consideration all the other factors like, um, is this person following a healthy lifestyle? Are they eating other nutrition? Are they, you know, what's their what's the rest of their diet like? So if, if a person is in America, I mean, it's unfortunate. We have some, one of the worst diets on the planet. You know, if you go to the grocery store here where we live, 90% of the food is processed. Most Americans are eating processed diets already. So taking in a lot of these other compounds, the liver has to work to process in, in these things and, and detoxify. And if you're adding in things like these artificial sweeteners and another, another toxin tech, you know, another chemical, if you will, on top of that, it can start to like tip the scale and these people start to have develop symptoms. It, it, it could be different for someone that's eating a healthier diet, that's exercising, that's really focusing on their health. They may not be as uh, much affected by these things, but it still is something the body has to process and has to neutralize and has to detoxify no matter what. So just, uh, I, I don't, I don't think they're designed for human consumption. I kind of like look at things and, and, and think to myself, was this, was this around like 500 years ago or 300 years ago, or like, were, were we meant to eat these things in, did, was it, was it made in a lab and yes, and yes. And you know, if it was, if it was not around and like, well, we, maybe I I'll find something that's more natural. And that's kind of my take. And I've seen it with my patients. Um, but there, there's definitely, if you, there are books out there, there are scientists out there that are experts that wrote lots of literature on this stuff that you can't, but I've found that says like, this stuff is toxic. It's bad. Don't do it. <laughs> but now there's studies coming out like, oh no, it's, it's fine. It's, there's nothing wrong with it, but look, look, look at oftentimes who's funding those studies. And you'll find that it's, it's kind of like put out to, to, to sell more artificial sweeteners. Will you make 2024 the year you take care of your health? Health isn't just your physical health. It's your mindset and your spirituality. It's the foundation of all your goals in life. Imagine what it would be like if you lived life in flow, with vibrant energy and in alignment with your highest purpose. 
Well, I am here to help you. Every month in my membership, the Female Biohacker Collective, we take the latest science, biohacks, mindset tools, and high-performance habits and translate them into bite-sized masterclasses to help you make improvements in your life. An empowering mindset coupled with vibrant health is crucial to training yourself for real personal growth and success in life. We teach you what really works in wellness, in women's health, in mindset, productivity, and longevity. And every month we unlock a new course that will cost you thousands of dollars to buy. When I started out on my health journey, honestly, I was overwhelmed with all of the information out there. I wanted access to a place that could provide me with simple strategies to optimize my energy, my hormones, health, performance, and longevity. And that's why I created the Female Biohacker Collective. And every month I go live with a Q&A call to answer your questions, questions you can't get answers to anywhere else. Each month, we deliver bite-sized content that fits with a busy lifestyle to sharpen your mind, stay energized, motivated, confident, ready to win, and build your greatest future. Discover the strategies I use to balance business growth, family time, and health, keeping me biologically over 20 years younger than my chronological age. The Female Biohacker Collective is for those women who really want the advanced level, who really want to break through. Podcasts are great, but our trainings and Q&A calls are another level in Female Biohacker. You deserve to join an exclusive membership for women who want advanced personal growth, vibrant health, and to live their best life. This is a membership of the women in the world who have a positive mindset, a growth mindset, a willingness to learn, and a love to challenge themselves to achieve great things in life. Unlock vibrant health at femalebiohacker.com. That's femalebiohacker.com. if you have someone and it is really difficult right because with any study on this obviously they're a chemical but the thing i find is how do you see the wood for the trees because what you're talking right. about there is you could have an athlete who is really healthy looks after everything else that they're doing they have a generally really good diet but maybe once a day they're using a protein powder that has a bit of artificial sweetener in and they're not seeing particular problems from it but everything else right. is super dialed in compared to and i think Correct. the dose may right. have an impact right because then you look yes. at somebody who actually is sedentary they're really poorly slept they're eating junk food loads of seed oils fried foods and now they're drinking maybe six cans of diet cola on top a day as a very different so it's really hard isn't it because how could you say as well that's definitely down to the sweetener and not down to the combination of things even all the other things because actually they're so unhealthy and i think that's what makes it so difficult to sort through the data as well yeah you just hit hit it on the head individuals that are like has have i like i like how you said that word sedentary. I can't. It, it, I like how you pronounce certain words. <laughs> but, but, um, uh, so um, English language is, is awesome. But so so people that actually do so many things right can definitely get away with 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 you know having in having some whey protein with that has some artificial sweeteners. One hundred percent. Their liver, their body is just functioning better. But but most Americans are not are not doing that like most people unfortunately 88 percent of of americans are metabolically unhealthy so chances are you know even as a young kid they're going to the store they're in, look at this at, at the schools that at the school lunches that that like my kids go to that's why we don't let our kids eat like the, the, the we call it the hot lunch they take their own lunch to to school it's it's atrocious it's very, very all processed food um, and then, you know, eating that way for after year, after year, after year, then yeah, your body is not able to process those, those uh, chemicals. And so versus someone that's like exercising, you know, they're, 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 um, they're 
you know, doing all the things right. Their digestive system is, is, is functioning. Their liver's functioning. It's a different, it's a different human altogether. Yeah, very different. I was actually having this conversation with some members in my community earlier today, just talking about also the difference in activity levels, right? So yeah. we were looking at, you know, that everyone thought, uh, initially oat milk's really healthy and now obviously oat milk sometimes can be mixed with seed oils but also it seems to lead to a spike in glucose but then yeah. it doesn't mean that now we have to go anti-oat milk because actually if you look at for example like mm -hmm. some of my kids are doing like four hours or more of sport a day they have a great need for carbohydrates and the way they're going to process some oatmeal made with a bit of oat milk and maybe some raw honey and some fresh blueberries is totally different again even though that's a relatively healthy meal to somebody who is sedentary and sitting on an office desk for 10 hours a day it's yeah kind of it's, thing, is it? context is everything context is everything you know like when uh when i, I talk to a lot of individuals that are very active and yeah, like you, to, to your point, how and when you consume the carbohydrates is is important because you're able to kind of like strategically dose the carbohydrates before a workout. Because like you said, I mean, you're going to, if you're going to train for, for hours, you, you want, in fact, some, some people will consume carbs and, and amino acids while they're working out, which is great. So you can, you, and, it, and you can, you've, I've seen studies where it doesn't even spike the blood sugar because you're working, your, your muscles are going, it just goes right to your muscles. However, someone that's at a desk and it's like, you know, chewing on some, you know, on some potato chips or eating the same, you know, this or having oatmeal at a, at a desk, different whole, uh, the way the body metabolizes is completely different. In fact, most of the time it's going to be stored as, as fat mm. yes. or, what I, or what I like to call potential energy. Potential energy. And then the other thing we were uh, discussing about. Um, is for people who really want to like get on top of their glucose sensitivity um, and manage that. It was really interesting to hear from you when we were speaking offline that sometimes when you start to give people some peptides and things that can actually yeah. help improve that, you then see correlations and improvement in hormones. And it's something, something I've noticed because I was diagnosed yeah. at a young age with PCOS and insulin resistance. And it became oh. clear to me pretty ququely that what I needed to do, I, I couldn't take metformin. Um, I, I was literally, I couldn't keep food down, right? Mm. <laughs> so I was trying to oh, put wow. something in my mouth that's yeah. coming yeah. up. So it's not, it was definitely a no-go. And this was when I was still practicing as a lawyer. So I was learning how to control my blood glucose and that really prompted an interest in me. And I definitely saw uh, my cycle return like more to normal, the better yeah. I got at managing my blood glucose. Um, I'd love you to share some of the kind of peptides you're using and what you've seen also in terms of hormones and things. Yeah, absolutely. So what you said, um, you know, insulin itself is considered um, a peptide and, and kind of a hormone. It's one of my favorite peptides. I have a daughter that's a type one diabetic and she wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for insulin. And the effect that insulin and hormones have on the body is profound so it, it, it so every hormone i think think of hormones as like a symphony you know things are in balance things uh, one hormone affects another hormone affects another hormone however most of the time unfortunately we develop insulin resistance because of the the, the, the way we eat and our, you know our diets and and other things and so when someone develops insulin resistance that will have uh, an effect on something called first of all something called aromatization aromatization is when with women for example and men um testosterone is produced and testosterone and just so you know i don't know if, you, if your listeners know or if you know women make more testosterone than they do estrogen and mm -hmm. progesterone a lot of people like don't realize that like you actually make more way testosterone, more, right? testosterone. <laughs> yeah way, like way more and it's it's like 10 times the amount and 
but it's kind of considered a, a, a male hormone and it really, it's a human hormone. Testosterone is important for all of us. And however, it's your testosterone goes to the ovaries and it's through the process of aromatization is converted into estrogen. And then it, so this is what kind of creates this whole cycle uh, each month after month. And if somebody has high insulin or insulin resistance, that, that uh, aromatization, that conversion of testosterone to estrogen is inhibited. Uh, too much insulin, which causes insulin resistance, will make that pro will inhibit that process of aromatization, and so then you start to see an imbalance in hormones. So when we put women on supplements or on peptides that help to improve insulin resistance, we see a downstream positive effect on their hormones. And women will will report to us, oh, you know, my my menstrual cycle is like starting to get more regular than it hasn't been for years, or I'm not having these symptoms of PMS like I was having in, um, and it can in, improve fertility and all these things, but it really goes back to the metabolic health, which is the insulin resistance component. So you mentioned, uh, so it's like some peptides that we prescribe would, would be, uh, semaglutide, terzipatide. Oftentimes people w uh, want these for more weight loss purposes. So they're trying to lose weight and it, they do work for weight loss because it helps with appetite suppression. It helps uh, with insulin, with the insulin resistance. It helps to kind of like helps improve uh, blood sugar dysregulation. Uh, and then in addition to that, some supplements that I like to recommend people take, that I even take, so you mentioned metformin. H have you tried or, or have you um, looked into, or I don't know if you can get berberine where you're at. Yeah. Yeah, I do actually. And okay. uh yeah, awesome. yeah. yeah well, so berberine is awesome actually i take a supplement um by biostat labs that actually contains berberine and vitamin and a whole thing and it's yeah it's brilliant really good yeah it's one of my favorite i mean it's been around for like thousands of years berberine has a lot of positive uh, things that it can do obviously one of them is to help improve blood sugar levels insulin resistance it also has been shown to improve the lipids the cholesterol it's also good for for small intestinal bacterial overgrowth so it has a lot of gut benefits, which is what I like to recommend people take. Um, in addition to berberine, things like alpha lipoic acid has been shown to really help op optimize uh, blood sugar levels, uh, as well as chromium, as well as just making sure you're getting adequate amounts of B vitamins. So many of us, especially individuals that exercise a lot, think you're, 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 you're burning sugar, you're burning energy. Um, part of that process of converting glucose into ATP requires a lot of B vitamins. And so making sure you're getting adequate B vitamins is, is also important. So those, all of those things, making sure you're getting those things as well as magnesium and the list goes on and on. These micronutrients are so important, but berberine, alpha, alpha lipoic acid, chromium specifically can really start to improve that, those blood sugar levels, those A1C levels, that, that, that those insulin levels, and you can start to see improvements downstream hormonally without even like really doing anything specifically to the hormones. Mm. Which is really important. I mean, I've definitely noticed that. Um, as yeah. I say, with like PCOS, the the common thing is, you know, for me because I've got that more kind of pro androgenic. If I have yeah. too much sugar, it leads to breakouts. That's the first thing I'm going to see in my wow. Skin, right? It's just yeah, because that that uh, that inability to convert the testosterone, the androgens to the estrogen, it you know, when insulin goes up, it 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 kind of slows that process down. So that's where you see the hormone imbalances and. As uh, androgens go up, you see oftentimes more increase in, in oil production in the skin and breakouts and things like that will be more, um, you know, will happen more often.
And with um, things like um, semaglutide, things like that, what about like side effects of any of these? Any like anything linked to mood? Anything? Yeah. Yeah. So, so with with the, with the uh, semaglutide, uh, I feel you know there's a lot of talk of certain side effects. To me, that seems to be more an issue of of both dosing for the individual, but um, the companies that that uh, that that put out the the name brand companies when they create their their dosing schedule it's it's very strict and it's 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 very aggressive so patient patients um are basically taking a one dose pin single dose injection and they can't modify that they're taking that full amount each time and it, and it they titrate up meaning they increase their dose every month and it's for some individuals it's a little too aggressive for them so they're taking more than their body can really tolerate and process and metabolize and so they have oftentimes report that they have nausea. Um, they, 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 you know, you, they, they, their, their um, digestive tract is just not moving because it's just like, you know, they're, I feel like because they've taken so much, they are losing weight, but oftentimes they have no appetite. So they're not prioritizing protein, they're not eating enough protein. So oftentimes they are losing muscle. Um, what we do is we, with our companies, we prescribe the the multi-dose vials that, al that allows patients to titrate how we instruct them based on how their body is responding to that peptide. So some people, like maybe you, we'll start you, say, at, at uh, let's say, 10 units, right? And I'll say, Angela, you know, you, you've been injecting 10 units the last few weeks. How are you feeling? You're like, well... Um, I kind of feel like, you know, there's a little bit, little bit of nausea and, you know, I, 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 I really have to force myself to eat. Okay. Well, let's, let's drop it down to, to five units for now. And, 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 and okay. And you do that, you, you do five units and like, yeah, this, my appetite is definitely, uh, has been suppressed. Um, I feel energy, um, I'm losing weight. And so it's, so we want to kind of meet the patient where they are. Mm -hmm. And so that's why dosing it appropriately for the patient is so, so key versus having this like this standard schedule and that's where you start to see and that's with anything honestly that's like with when we prescribe testosterone when we prescribe in any kind of uh, therapy it's really listening to the patient and, and and making sure the dose fits because there's a saying the dose makes the poison <laughs> so you don't you don't want to have everyone everybody taking the same amount it just doesn't make sense hmm. no, that and that's makes where, sense. and that's where that's where the side effects can come in and what about from, um, if we're looking at longevity optimization, right? Yeah. Um, what do you look at then uh, in terms of supplementation, for example, assuming that we've got our diet, like our nutrition dialed in, we're exercising, we're getting access to sunlight, we're prioritizing sleep and things. Yeah. What are some of the supplements or peptides you would recommend for longevity? Yeah. And so what we what we do um, with our companies, we, we do a lot of we do a lot of blood tests and the reason we do that is because you know there i've been doing this for so long so many people have come to me and they're taking they're taking 30 different supplements um and they don't know why and it's probably most times because somebody told them this is going to help me live longer feel better you know function better but it, it, so the reason we do testing is because for you angela i may find that hey you you know you're you're doing all these things right but you're a little you're 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 still deficient in this nutrient you're still deficient in magnesium you're still deficient in vitamin D. You're still, it looks like you could be supporting your liver a little bit more because of you know some of these markers. So there are certain things like I would like to address just certain micronutrients that seem to be 
um, specific to you. However, in doing a lot of tests that I've done over the years, it seems like across the, I would say most people are deficient in things like magnesium, like more, more than, more than. It's really common, isn't it? Very common. And, and, and here's, here's the thing I hear. I'm, I can't be, that can't be right. I'm taking magnesium. So magnesium plays a role in about 700 different, you know, functions of in the body. You know, it, it's, it's, it's that important. And if it, it influences the heart, it influences hormone production and influence, I mean, influences bone health, it influences so many things. And sometimes people are like when, when they're supplementing with magnesium, they're like, well, I'm taking this supplement. I'm taking it like every, you know, like, like every night before bed. I mean, how can I still be low? It's like, well, really what shows up in the blood is only 1% of like what's actually in the body. But Oftentimes people's magnesium deficiency is like that of like a, a, an, a, an empty swimming pool in your backyard, but you're trying to just like, you're trying to fill it up day after day, just putting a cup of water in it. You know, you, you need, you need to take magnesium more often. You need to take more. Um, you need to try to find the right, uh, maybe the right compound that's best for you. Um, and so, yeah, people just need, need to take more of certain things. So magnesium is important for so many different organ system functions. I feel B vitamins um, are, are, are key. Um, looking at inflammatory markers. So a lot of times people have inflammation that needs to be under control um, and, and, and things that help with inflammation would be things like, like um, I like to use things like turmeric or curcumin. Um, I also like berberine um, because that helps with some, with inflammation. So those are some of the supplements, um, good omega-3s. And with, with, um, yeah, I love, I love uh, omega-3s, yeah. I think I like. I don't know, yeah. my, my, like, that and magnesium. Would you like to uncover the secrets of your metabolism and hit your weight goals in a really easy, scientifically driven manner? For over a year now, I've been using a smart little device called Lumen. And through a simple breath test, Lumen helps me optimize my fasting period. It tells me the best time to eat carbs, how to fuel my workouts, it tracks how stress and sleep affect my metabolism, and gives me daily personalized meal plans. Lumen is the first device to hack your metabolism and reveal your lifestyle and diet's true impact on your health and ability to lose weight and it can help you to enhance fat burn lose weight and boost your energy naturally and lumen is giving listeners of this podcast 90 dollars off all you need to do is head over to angelafoster.me forward slash lumen and enter code angela90 at checkout to save 90 dollars you can finally take charge of your metabolism in 2024 with this exclusive discount. Simply head over to angelafoster.me forward slash lumen. That's A-N-G-E-L-A-F-O-S-T-E-R dot M-E forward slash L-U-M-E-N and enter code Angela90 at checkout. Now let's get back to the show. B yeah. vitamins I was going to speak to you about because a lot of people I think are kind of isolating some of their B vitamins. So they're like, oh, I've heard B12. I need B12 for energy. And then they get these really high levels of B12 and things. Right. Um, <laughs> right. right. And, 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 and they're a little worried about that because it's so high. Yeah, yeah. And they start to worry about it. And I think people are trying to, and sometimes they're not even testing, right? they're just trying to optimize on their own. Um, and then they might be taking some, you know, NAD precursors on top yeah. and then they might add in some niacin and, you know, what are your thoughts around this? Like you could get to the point where you're, I mean, over, you might be overstimulating a little bit. How do we know in terms of like, what do we need from a B kind of complex perspective? Because it helps with energy a lot. Yeah. yeah something I see so often, Angela, is that so like 
looking at labs, there's a marker called um, MCV. It stands for mean corpuscle volume. And, and, the, and this is, it's often a little bit elevated. What it is, is it's showing that like the red blood cells in this individual um, is not maturing at a rate um, that is that is necessary for overall just energy production because it's it requires B vitamins. However, a lot of these people are taking are taking B vitamins or maybe taking it in a, a the right form that is not like ideal for for their body and their and their but their B twelve and their blood's like really high. Keep in mind, B vitamins are water soluble, so what shows up in the blood basically is just going to show that like oh you just took a you just took some B vitamins, so it's in the blood but it doesn't really reflect what's going on in the cell. Mm. And so I oftentimes will see high B12 and it doesn't mean like you're overdosing. It's just that like, you know, you're, you're, um, you're, you're, it's, it, you, you still need to keep taking it every day. Here's why think about it like this. If, if a person is using an, a stimulant like caffeine or, or I don't know if you, if you guys have a lot of energy drinks where you are, we have tons of everybody's selling energy drinks, you know, has caffeine and all these energy drink, energy drinks add B vitamins to them because they know like when you consume caffeine, it's a diuretic and it's a stimulant and it's going to cause you to leach out a lot of B vitamins and burn. And that's why they add B vitamins to energy drinks. We, we, we need more B vitamins and um, especially B6, B12, folate, and, and specifically B12 in a form of methylcobalamin mm. because that's the form that's more readily available. That's um, that the body can use. Unfortunately, a lot of supplements are in cyanocobalamin form, uh, which you know some people it's okay, but a lot of people that have a certain, which they they feel f about forty percent of the population has the MTHFR MTHFR polymorphism, uh, like a genetic mutation that doesn't allow Mutated. their body. <laughs> yeah, right. And so you got to get that methylcobalamin. You got to get mm. the the good B complex, the methylfolate, the B six. Um, so those are the things that. Yeah, I, I don't. You can be more bullish on B vitamins and and, and not worry so much because those those are nutrients that are going to like they're water soluble, so they're going to either get used or not. You know, um, but I see a lot of people with markers that show they're deficient. They're they're um, they're they're oftentimes anemic in B vitamins even, and so that so that's a super important nutrient just for overall just energy use within the cell. NAD is is also great for energy production in the cell in the mitochondria um these are things that seem to decline as we age so taking nad precursors i don't think it's, i think it's great i also think optimizing uh, our our body's ability to handle oxidative stress from exercise is super important which means optimizing glutathione production so things that can help with that is na na uh NAC, NAC. N-acetylcysteine, as well as glycine. Yeah, those I love two, that combo. Those two are together amazing. amazing. And, um, and, I, and I honestly can tell people that that look younger, that that just look younger than they than, than most people their age, you know, are, are, are doing um, adequate amounts of NAC because they're, they're making enough glutathione um, and they're also um, maybe taking NAD. And so their, their mitochondria... Uh, you know, is, is our mitochondria are healthy and also they're taking adequate ready CoQ10, which is one of my favorite supplements there is, is mm. CoQ10. Yeah. Which is awesome for energy and also cardiovascular. It's, health, it, right? Literally it's in a uh, CoQ10 is like that rate limiting step that allows us to make energy. If there was like a way to like measure like energy in the body, it's CoQ10. And the, and the sad thing is in America, so many, doctors and clinics and are prescribing statins 
you know, cholesterol lowering medications, which wipes out your CoQ10 production. CoQ10. And, and I even have a story when uh, I'll tell real quick. So I had a, pa- a patient that came in my office years ago. She looked like death. I mean, she head down, looked super just miserable and, and walked really, really slowly, came into the office and she actually had some labs. I looked at her, her cholesterol was like 120, 120, which is super low. And she's like, yeah, I'm taking a, a statin medication and taking it for a few years. And I just, I, I don't, and, and that's like the only medication she was taking besides an antidepressant. <laughs> and so I said, oh, let's, I'm going to get you on some CoQ10 right, right now. I had happened to have some, gave her some CoQ10. I said, you know, take, you start taking this like right now. And she's like, okay, and whatever. And so she came back a month later. I didn't, it didn't even look like the same person at all. Like, I, I didn't know. I'm, I thought it was a new, another new patient. She was like, looked like, like energy, different. Like, I, I don't like, she went out and had like a whole makeover. <laughs> it was like, it was a crazy thing. Ever. And I'm like, oh, oh, you, oh, that was you. And then she's like, yeah. And she t- t- basically told me the story. She's like, I don't. I, I feel almost embarrassed to tell her. She's, she's like, I was like thinking about suicide about a week before I came in, before I saw you last time. That That's how miserable she felt from the statin medication. Because wow. for, for some people, I mean, her body was making, imagine she was, her body was not making any energy mm. and she, and her muscles were like, she I couldn't even walk up the stairs at my house. So I stayed on the, on the, on the, on the, on the main level, on the bottom level because her legs hurt just going up the stairs because she was having so much muscle pain caused by like a severe deficiency in CoQ10. And, and, and how she's long like, did you say it took to see a difference? Yeah. So she, oh, so she came in in a month. It, it was That's four amazing. weeks. <laughs> yeah. Did you use, you just used like normal CoQ10 or did you use ubiquinol? Ubiquinol. Ubiquinol. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The reduced form. Yeah. No, I, I'll never forget it. Like that was like, cause I've always been re- very, so so I have a uncle, great uncle who's a scientist. His name is Dr. Carl Folkers. He's like the father of CoQ10. So like he was a big scientist for, you know, for, for Merck and he almost won a Nobel prize because he's the first person on the, on the plant to synthesize vitamin B6. So he's very, you know, so he did a lot of the, he was into all of the, the supplement things world before it was even a thing uh, and did a lot of research in CoQ10 and how it can help with so many different, you know, preventions of diseases and et cetera. In, in like in a relatively high doses. And so I've always like been taking this stuff and I feel everyone should, should be taking CoQ10 like after the age of like 35, because it just kind of is going to decline. But if someone's taking a statin medication, absolutely have to take that because if, uh, because you're just, your body's not, is no longer making it. Mm. Because and what about what it, um alongside you mentioned that obviously like really important CoQ10, um yeah. taking NAD precursors that's all yeah. important for energy. What about um other kind of compounds like things like resveratrol, facetin, things like that? What are your thoughts there? I take them. I I, I I've I've like yeah, there's yep, so many of them, right? There's so many like really powerful antioxidants because I like I like things that I know like comes come from like natural compounds to me mm. it's you know so they make sense it's like, um you know to take things like resveratrol uh, my wife she'll you know another compound that's in um the uh broccoli sprouts that's been really popular yep sulforaphane mm. it's it's great and in just that that whole mechanism i mean basically what that's doing is like downstream it's helping your body make more glutathione you know so it's like all at the end of the day we're trying what we're trying to do is we're trying to um combat oxidative stress and you, you know, so that that's the name of the game when it comes to longevity. But really, it's like, well, like we talked about in the beginning, it's like really there's no such thing as a magic 
supplement or magic pill. You got, we, you still have to do all of the, the work, prioritize sleep, make sure you're getting enough sleep. And like, even sleep is my, I have to yeah. say <laughs> out of all of them. Yeah. The one, that's the one. And you know, it's, it's the biggest challenge. I don't know if you find this as a parent, but oh, I yes. kind of, my husband, I, I'm a very early morning person, right? I just naturally wake up early. And so I'm going to be waking up at five regardless. And then as you have teenage children and they're doing loads of athletic clubs and things like that, yep. it's just becoming super difficult for me to get more than about six and a half hours a night. And I kind of, I mean, it's really interesting though, because I think there's some studies that show actually, like I think there was one landmark study of like thousands and thousands and thousands of people that couldn't even assimilate or something until we had the technology because it was so big. And they found that actually six and a half hours, I just hung my hat on that study, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Was the optimal. And But actually I think what it was, was these people were much healthier and they were doing a whole bunch yeah. of other things. Like you were saying at the beginning yep. of the episode, right? Um, that if you're compensating. And I think I naturally, when I looked at my genetics, it actually says sub seven, else like I'm a short a shorter sleeper but it's still always in the back of my mind that I feel like you know like the wisdom is you need to have sort of that seven to eight hours am I getting enough and yeah I think that's probably but then the seasons in life right things when you can times when you can really address it so it's very difficult to be completely antisocial say right we've just walked through the door and by the way you can kind of get something else to eat on your own and I'm going to bed and just not be a mother to my children do you know what I mean because I I want to go and preserve my eight to nine hours yeah, it, it's like a blessing in, in a curse. Like I, I'm crazy about data. So I have an aura ring and a Garmin. I'm like, my data has I have data. an aura and a loop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like, I don't even, I, but like, but I, uh, I, I think I, you're, you're at an advantage. Like I, I actually need more sleep, but I don't get enough that I need because like my readiness and my sleep score is always higher when I get like, like eight hours or more. But like I pretty much on average sleep like six to six and a half because just I have there's so my life is so demanding and all these things yeah that's and so thing. for and, and so for me it's like hard to get to bed early enough but that's really the name of the game it's like trying to get to bed at that right time because I'm like I'm also like at night I'm, oh I got I gotta do this I still gotta do that but I have to just like shut that I'm getting mm-hmm. better at it because really when it comes to sleep it's 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 what it's the stuff the things you did the day before the two days before that like reflect how you know, well, you're going to sleep tonight. Like it, but I've, I'm getting better at it. And, and, um, like last night I feel like I, I slept pretty good. I had good um, rapid eye movement sleep. I had good deep sleep and I feel refreshed and there's days where I don't, I just don't feel, I just don't feel it, you know? So that's, Mm -hmm. I could feel the difference in getting good quality sleep versus not, um, Aura is a lot kinder, I think. Right. Yeah. So if I look at Aura versus Whoop, <laughs> Whoop wants right? me to sleep some kind of crazy amount that I can never seem to comply with. Whereas Aura seems to like, I, I get my fair share of crowns, even though I might not be the longest. Wow. I've, I've realized that I'm efficient at sleep, right? When you put me wow. to bed, I kind of like, I'll get my hour to hour 15 minutes of deep. I'll get close to two hours of REM, even within that kind of six and a half hours. I'm very efficient at sleep. I'm only getting crowns like on the weekend, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, that's it. Like, like, wow. I, I, or I have to go on vacation to like, like literally I force myself to like do nothing. And then I'm getting, cra- so it's like, I think I just need a lot more re- relaxation and, and, and rest than I, cause I just go, I, I, I like to go, 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 go. But like, like we talked about in the beginning, I mean, that's like humans today. I think that's why like, you know, um, are supplements even necessary? I'm like, well, honestly, you know, we, we're, we're, we're burning the candle at both ends. I mean, just with how we live mm-hmm. we're not designed to like take on all these th- things that we, th- that we do. And, and, um, and our, our, our nutrition oftentimes is, is, is void of a lot of these 
of these nutrients we need. And I, I, I've seen thousands of blood tests. So many humans are very deficient in nutrients. And so if you have someone that can do, do the proper blood tests, identify these, these nutrient deficiencies and start to address them uniquely, individually customized for you, you, you'll start to feel way better. And, and that's 100%. what, that, yeah, that's yeah. what, that's what I've been doing. And it sounds like you really, you're really I'm into this. Su- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, they're not a substitute, right? Because I'm yeah. very focused and I always say nutrition first, but you're absolutely right. Like I right. couldn't, I'm the same as you, right? When you're running yeah. a busy business, a podcast, everything, yeah. you've got a yeah. family, it's hard to get a, a, enough sleep. And I think these things just really help to make up the deficit. And I look at it and think, I do a lot of work with biofeedback and HRV and monitoring people's yes. nervous system, including my yes. own. And I think, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, there's also that subjective thing of, can I show up? Like, can I show up to this um, interview with you today with sufficient energy and vitality yeah. and still have some left to give to my family and stuff? That right. for me is a good way of working out whether I'm overreaching to a degree that that's good for my health and, and making adaptations or I'm kind of going a bit far. And I, th- I think that's the thing I always say with my clients, we don't want this wandering baseline, right? Where we're kind of right. a little bit underslept, a little bit either underfed or overfed or under-exercised and things like that, because then you're not really achieving. What, what, can, I, can I ask your, your, your take on ex- like your exercise for you, like when you exercise in your day? Cause just curious. I just, I always want to, f- I know some people like I exercise first thing in the morning at four in the morning. Is that what you do? No, every day at 5, 15 a.m. <laughs> yeah. So, so here's, <laughs> yeah. So, so here's, my thing i don't know if i'm just weird but but i love i love exercise so much that it's like my it's like my dessert at the end of the day like i just mm. I, I so because i know i i get people like i do that i wake up i meditate i write in my but i'm like i don't i don't you know i mean those are great but exercise like i i wake up at four and exercise i i'm just that's something i want to do i try to knock the things i don't want to do early and then look at look forward to my workout at the end of the day. So yeah, to me, but, it, but, it, but, it, but I'll tell you this, what, what, to your point, like doing all these things, podcasts, seeing a patient, when I go to the gym and I work out, like it, like, it like wipes my hard drive. Like, and then I go back home and I'm like, I'm like, dad, I feel, I feel like refreshed. Does that make sense? See that, yeah, it does. <sighs> totally. And I think it's amazing that you do that. For me, that's when yeah. I would do a walk as a kind of transition. Got it. Yeah. Same as thing. much as yep. I can, assuming I can get it in before the school run and everything else. Yep. But yep. in the morning, I find that exercise, um, yep. first of all, I find it very difficult to go straight to work, right? When I'm yeah. out of bed, I kind of feel like I've got to move my body and get the flood, blood flow going. But yep. also somehow exercise creates, I think, I think, I've had many people say to me recently that I need to go and get some kind of analysis done. I have ADD. <laughs> I, have, I have a serious, like, I'm super good at concentrating and being present to something when it's interesting to me, but I have a very flitty mind uh, and it yeah. moves very, very quickly. I can't yeah. listen to anything unless it's two times speed. So like if yeah. anyone even voice yeah. notes me, it's going to have to speed everything up. So I find it really hard and I find the exercise just kind of normalizes me a little bit and creates no, order and rhythm it. to I, my brain. And that's the reason. So I have a more productive day it. if yep. I've exercised. So it's a bit of an essential for me. Yeah. It, I, Cause I've done, yeah, I've, I've done both. I've done, I used to work out like five in the morning and then it's, it, it, then I'm like, I just, I don't mean, I, should, I, I don't know. It's, it, it, it's, it's good that doing it that way too, cause I feel a little, a little more energized, but like you said, like sometimes I go, I work so hard all day and I just look forward to going to the gym and just kind of like, you know, just mm. kind of like beat myself up and, and kind of like, I feel like, refreshed in, in a way um but also kind of like i'm winding down because I, I don't i try not to go too late but yeah 
yeah, I can imagine it's a good strategy. I think yeah. for me, <laughs> as soon as it gets to half four or five, I'm just fully into kids mode. Yeah. And, uh, and I probably will never, I've tried it and it, then the workout doesn't happen, which is always a disappointment. Right, right. So, but, yeah. um, I hear you on that. This has been super fun, Daisy. I've really enjoyed our conversation. I think, um, yeah. where can people find more about you? Like, do you, do you work internationally in the clinic? You know, I love the approach of, you know, really, really testing and helping people. And just also the way everything with you, like it's compounding pharmacies. You were talking even with the peptides there, just how you titrate doses and how closely yeah. you work with patients. Really, you know, that's an approach that I just think needs to be embraced so much more. Um, yeah. how, can, how can people connect with you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, um, we have, uh, so like our company, we have a men's facing website and we also have a men's like Instagram, which is, uh, get uh, on Instagram, uh, get blokes, B L O K S for women. It's, um, it's, oh gosh, what is it for women? Cause our, our website is choose joy spelled J O I. Um, it's joy, uh, women's wellness on Instagram. I think it is joy. I follow both of your accounts. Is it yeah. Joy okay. Wellness? Good. Yeah, joy, I, I could I, yeah. be wrong. I we'll could, put I the right it, link in the show notes. Yeah, I think it's Joy Women's Wellness. Joy Women's Wellness. It's um, and then choose Joy dot co on the web on the actual website. And then my, I'm D R J A C E. So Dr. J C is my um, Instagram page. So I'm always I, I don't put out enough content. Cause I'm like like I said, I'm in the trenches, talking talking to patients all day long. You know, helping you know just helping people um, be optimized and live their best life as much as I can. So. Which is awesome, right? It's just yeah, like it doesn't ever, it just feels amazing doing something yep. that like yep. is part of Absolutely. your kind of mission and bigger purpose. Absolutely. I love it. Yep. Love it, love it. I love your energy as well. It's amazing. Thank you so much. I'm oh, so glad you. we got this arranged and thank you so much for coming yeah. on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure, Angela. Appreciate it's been it. Awesome. I hope today's episode inspired you on your journey to vibrant health and high performance. Make sure you check out the show notes for a summary of all the important links to everything we talked about. And if you enjoyed this episode, hit the follow button and share it with a friend on social media or leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. Remember, achieving high performance health is about getting 1% better each day. So think about one thing you learned from today's episode and start implementing it today. Share with me what you've learned on social media over at Angela S. Foster. I love hearing from you and connecting with you. Have a beautiful day and always remember you are worthy of your dreams. <music>